Allison, um, I said earlier in my intro that um, you're a reconciliation strategist, but you're so much more than that. You're also a storyteller, a consultant. You work with small, large businesses around truth and reconciliation, how to look at um, supporting people with their diversity statements. You've worked with me in my business around diversity, inclusion, equity programs. So it's just, it's amazing to have you here back again in the community talking about what oh. you do. Well, I thank you so much for having me. I'm really grateful for the opportunity and to get to spend some time and, and find out more about how people can go about celebrating Indigenous ways to be a part of making things better and ways to um, integrate more Indigenous excellence in your business because you know, it's about doing the right thing, but there's so many benefits to including more people in your business um, that come from different perspectives and, and have a lot to offer. So I think that there's, uh, there's a lot of ways to win together. I can't wait to have this discussion with you, Allison. I also want to make sure that people know, too, that you're an author. Um, and last year, right, is it already last year that you published your book, The Canadian Business Owner's Guides to Reconciliation? Yes. Yeah, it came out in last February, so it's almost my book's oh. birthday. Oh, congratulations. Happy anniversary to your book. Um, it is a great book. It's a really um, fast read. It's an interesting read. Like, there's lots of great gems in there. And I've used it in my business just to share with other business owners um, because we've done work together. But there's also fabulous ways that I think just people understanding a little bit more about the context, about where the Truth and Reconciliation Commission came from, the origins of that, but also understanding, you know, historical references to, say, in specifically in Canada, the Indian Act and how that impacts Indigenous people um, and what we can be doing as business owners and in education, in healthcare, in government positions to ensure that we're collaborating in an effective way. So there's some really great suggestions in that book. And then you're also working on your graduate program right now, your mom, and you're a Kwakiutl First Nations member. So I'm going to SFU for the Masters of Communications Research for Social Change program, which has been really incredible and wonderful. The folks at SFU are amazing, and it's been such a wonderful opportunity to be able to learn with people who are passionate about social change and um, that's just, I'm so grateful for the opportunity for sure. Amazing. And for everyone that's tuning in, I'm grateful that you're here today to connect with myself and to connect with Allison, learn a little bit more about what you can be doing to take an active role in truth and reconciliation in your business. So, so, um, Allison, before we get kind of started, I just want, wanted to ask you a little bit, just as an entrepreneur, myself, um, a question just to kind of get us started. If you would could go back to like your newbie self, what advice would you give them knowing where you are at now in your business? Um, I think that I would tell myself to give myself more credit for transferable skills um, and to understand that the things that made me really effective in government were very valued in the private sector because um, I feel like when I um, started my business, I felt like I had to work my way up and prove myself in some way that there wasn't an ability to like make a lateral move. Um, and so I wish that I had um, handled that in a way that recognized what I my existing experience. But I mean, I learned so much along the way. I met so many amazing people and I had so many great experiences. So, um, but it would have been good to at least know that there was a choice in terms of that, you know, the things that I are 
already knew were already super valid and um, useful and that somebody would find them helpful. And I think that's a great message for all entrepreneurs. You don't need to like kind of go back to zero to start your business. You can, you know, take the experiences you've had, whether that's through education, past jobs, et cetera, and then build on it versus starting. I, I was the same way. I was just like, oh, I have to like incubate for the next year or so, consume all this other information before sort of coming out with like launching my offers or you know, kind of like passively doing that or just sending it out to people that I knew versus going full out with it. It's great advice. Uh, and then because we're all about like growth in our business, uh, what's one thing that you're doing this year to either you know, grow your email list or nurture your community more? What's one thing that's like really important for you as, you know, as a strategy in your I'm definitely doing, being a bit more intentional about doing more speaking this year. Uh, and so I'm really looking forward to some things that I have coming up and opportunities to share with people um, and really making sure that I, um, take the time to focus around that because I am, you know, going to school and working in my business and parenting. So I have to be really intentional about setting aside the time to pursue those kinds of opportunities also in a way that makes sense with everything else. Yeah. And I think that's amazing to be able to get your, your voice out there. You've got such an incredible message. So, and we'll get, we'll get to hearing more from you. I've got one more question because again, the focus this week is not so much about business, business, business. It's also about getting areas of our life aligned. So relationships, life, uh, health, wealth. What's one thing that you do when, because like, you know, you, you mentioned it. It's like, you've got your business working on your graduate program right now. Um, you're going to, uh, you know, create more speaking opportunities for yourself and you're a mom and you've got all these other things going on in your life too. What's one thing that you do, like a practice that you have to kind of keep it, you know, calm, regulated, bring yourself back to like feeling your best? I really try to be intentional about sleep. I got a weighted blanket that has made a big difference and uh, I use this app called Rooted that has like ocean sounds while I'm sleeping. <laughs> so that's that's helpful because the more rested I am, the better I able I am to handle whatever the day throws at oh. me. So it's oh, yeah. definitely good. Focusing on calm and taking time to even just like light a candle and spend some time just getting cozy um, before I have to go to sleep and just relax and chill out a bit. It's so important for midlife women to, you know, just relish, cherish sleep. It's so, it's so important. We've worked so hard up until this point. And now, like, I think as we go through physiological changes, I see it myself when I don't get sleep, it really sets me back. Like when I was in my twenties and I didn't get sleep, it was like, oh, you know what? I'll, I'll figure that out. I'll, <laughs> I'll sleep on Sunday or something like that. But it's like, like, no, I need recovery a lot sooner during the week. I can't like hold out for five or six days like I used to. So yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, and I have other health conditions where sleep is something that makes me like experience less pain and it helps me function a lot better. So it's it's how I take care of myself and my business and my life is I need to have enough rest. Otherwise, nothing else works. I hear you. So that's a good, a good practice to keep doing. So let's talk a little bit about this role that um, businesses can play with reconciliation. Uh, I know it's a big question, so I'll you know, divert to you to like sort of decide where you want to jump in and, and answer it. 
But you know, what is that role? Um, and when we think about small businesses, so, and I classify like, we're not like a TELUS or, you know, a big bank in Canada, or we're not like managing a big health authority in you know, one of the provinces, uh, or we're not running a school system, but we're running a small business. So like mom and pop operations, solopreneurs, online, women working from home. What would that look like? Yeah. Uh, definitely. Um, I know that a lot of people ask, like, is there a role for business in reconciliation? Is this something that has something to do with me as a business owner? Um, Call to Action 92 talks about um, what businesses can do in terms of uh, participating in reconciliation. And that looks like creating opportunities. Uh, that looks like uh, meaningfully engaging with communities uh, in terms of respecting consent uh, and um, engaging ethically to make sure that if we're working with communities that there's sustainable long-term benefits. It looks like training your staff so that you can create a work environment where Indigenous employees can thrive because your existing staff know enough about, uh, you know, how to be culturally competent, how to be culturally safe, and, um, and even just the history and understanding what's happened because the public school system hasn't always been all that great about explaining the whole truth of it all um and you know and when we're fortunate to have people who come from other places who you know didn't experience canadian public schools as well like it's good to have everybody on the same page i've heard that from just as a side note people i know a couple of people recently that have gone through citizenship in canada um not growing up in the school system but learning and uh being you know surprised by our history um, and some of the scars that we have with it right and so I think knowing that if you're like a new citizen to Canada but I think also that's a great opportunity as far as employers sorry sun's coming in I shouldn't like <laughs> I shouldn't like say no to the sun but I'm like yeah it's a little blinding right now um, is are you offering those educational opportunities now I know of some like there's the it's the University of Alberta that um, had the online program that came out a few years ago uh, that talks about uh, uh, history of Indigenous people within Canada. There's also, I know, the Sanya's training um, that talks about, again, sort of cultural safety for Indigenous people. And that they use that a lot in the healthcare systems. Uh, I know in British Columbia, where um, both you and I reside out of. Uh, what other sources would be good um, places to go for education for an employer to provide that for their employees? Yeah, uh, there's lots of great options. Uh, Chastity Davis has mm -hmm. Dayan, which is about um, can the Canadian history through the eyes of uh, First Nations women, which is really awesome. She's an incredible human. Um, mm -hmm. Culturally Committed has a new program uh, that provides some uh, cultural competence training and social history. Um, myself and Carrie Lamb, we have a program that we do through a company called Checking In. Um, we offered that in the fall and we have an upcoming offer of that. We don't have a release date yet for the next cohort, but that's something that we'll be sharing more about as, as we have all the details. Um, but those are really great ones. And then also our home on native land through Ravens Trust is quite good mm -hmm. in terms of explaining the history and the legalities and things, and it's actually like as a bonus, it's 
hosted by a comedian. So like when you think about learning about colonialism, you don't really think that you're going to be laughing. Um, but it is actually pretty funny. Um, and but done in a way that's sensitive and thoughtful. Right. Yeah. yeah. There's lots of lots of great opportunities. Um, and then I've also heard of Seasons of Reconciliation. I believe that's through um, First Nations University of Canada. Um, but don't quote me on that. I just okay. do recall that's one that's been that I've heard good things about, but I haven't actually been able to um, participate in myself. But and then Bob Joseph, through Indigenous Corporate Training, has a lot of Indigenous uh, awareness training and uh, learning about how to engage with Indigenous communities. So definitely um, lots of opportunities to learn. And uh, Vanessa Lesperance and Ariana Fotenakis have another offer as well that they're doing some education around business and reconciliation and yeah, there's just a lot of people doing a lot of really great work and lots of opportunities to find someone who's going to be a fit for your organization and the way you learn because um, there isn't just one way and it's a lot it's great to have other people's perspective right yeah I th think I found after going through some of the training that it, de it definitely woke me up to situations and just even in my own upbringing, I've talked about it with my kids, like growing up in, um, so I reside out of Vancouver, which is um, uh, the unceded territory of the Coastal Salish people, Musqueam, Squamish and Tsleil-Waututh. And growing up next to reserve, growing up next to day schools, like uh, residential schools, we didn't have necessarily where I was residing um, boarding residential schools, but we had like the day schools and not knowing what those were and even asking my parents when I was younger and, and not really getting a clear definition. I don't know if it was a case of them not knowing or just not them not being aware, but through my training and exploration has just like woken me up to uh, understanding sort of, you know, what's been done and what we can continue to do, you know, to change our future and to, you know, be in partnership and be in relationship. So I think it's important. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, that's not, uncommon. I'm, I'm the granddaughter of a residential school survivor, but I, I actually learned about residential schools at school in like grade 10 when it was presented as like ancient history, um, when it had only really, I think the last school had just closed like maybe a year prior. Right. Um, but that, that wasn't really context given. So um, yeah, there's definitely uh, lots of room. I mean, it wasn't something that was really discussed in our family, but it's really great to have a lot of opportunities for people to learn now and to share and and uh you know and just respecting that you know the people in our lives who might have experienced that might not feel comfortable discussing it um but there's people who who are and it's good to be able to ask questions within those containers that are set up right. for that and i should preface this and after i do that i'm going to shut my blind because it is now kind of blinding <laughs> is um for people that are tuning in and listening to this live is you know we are talking about truth and reconciliation with small businesses but part of that recognition to i think put in those strategies is to understand that you know to get us to the point of truth and reconciliation it's also acknowledging the past acknowledging the trauma and let's face it, some of the atrocities and um, oppression that's happened to Indigenous people. And some of that, you know, causes us to stir up emotions and maybe feelings of sadness, guilt, shame, you know, frustration, whatever that looks like. And, you know, so for whether that's people that are tuning in today or listening to the replay uh, on the podcast, I just want to extend like, you know, hand of generosity, listen to what you can listen to. Maybe you need to parcel this information out in doses um, or 
tune out. But, you know, it's, it's totally up to you to listen through this conversation. But just, you know, obviously pay attention to your body um, and recognize that some of the conversations that Alice and I are having today might feel disruptive. And, but I'd also ask you to maybe also lean into that a little bit, um, to be more curious, to be more sort of understanding, compassionate to yourself, but also to this conversation, because it's, it's needed in our businesses. For so. sure. Yeah, and I think it's also important to remember that, um, you know, Indigenous people are we're more than what has happened to us, uh, and there is more to Indigenous identity than uh, these kinds of colonial intrusions. There's like a long history of excellence and expertise and creativity you know there's so much talent and joy and intergenerational healing that's happening and you know there's there's just so much so yes there's definitely things that we need to learn about in terms of our history uh and that's important to know but i think it's also important to to celebrate you know the the contributions that indigenous people have made uh, over the years and all of the ways uh, that we show up and have have made an impact. Um, so I think that we have to keep an eye on all of those facets and that it's not, you know, the, the truth is that a lot of awful things have happened and the truth is that there's a lot of beauty, joy, excellence and brilliance in our communities that should be celebrated also. Absolutely. So when we think about as small business owners collaborating say with other, like in partnership, maybe there's an opportunity to, I don't know, you're a website designer and there's a copywriter. Is there an opportunity, like how would someone create that? How, how would you say like, you know, to be in collaboration to support indigenous owned businesses? I think it's good to check in with, um, I mean, there's a lot of businesses that are listed through the uh, CCAB, which is like an organization of indigenous businesses. Uh, within my area, there's the community futures, um, like Stolo community futures. Um, so there, it's it would be good to find out kind of which businesses are associated and and spending their time there and learning there that you might be able to work with, uh, and just spending more time attending events where you're going to be more likely to meet, you know, indigenous people that you might have something in common with in terms of uh, ways that you might be able to work together. Uh, and just being really intentional about whether you're putting yourself in those situations where you're going to get to network and and meet cool people who might be able to work with you on something interesting and you know that where you can help each other and you know and and find ways that where everybody can thrive together ultimately. And what about um, I guess that sort of like uh, like if you're kind of wondering about well I would like I would like to partner but I'm not too sure in what capacity, right? Like, I don't know if my business would be, you know, suitable or whatever that looks like. I, you know, I'm maybe grasping at straws here, but you know, it's just like, I, I, not to say that you, you must, and like, you have to do something, but it's kind of like, how would you, you know, be able to, to sort of identify that there's like a potential partnership? Yeah. I mean, I think it's, it's really good to just talk to people and let them know, you know, what you're up to, what you, what kinds of projects you'd like to be involved with. You know, what are the areas that you've observed where there might be like a shared interest mm -hmm. uh, and or shared experiences or, you know, goals where you might feel like there, there might be an opportunity where you might say, you know, I, you know, I see that you're starting a tourism business. Um, you know, having a website is super important. Have you um, got plans in place for that? Are you looking for somebody who might be open to 
working with you on that? Uh, you know, what, how are you planning on letting the world know about this cool thing that you're doing? Really, and, and I, being able to identify, like, what are the skills that you bring to the table? Um, and, and also recognizing that, you know, maybe somebody's got a copywriter, but what they're looking for is, you know, an accountability partner. Mm -hmm. um, you know, like, it might be that there might be things that they're looking for that maybe aren't what you necessarily would first think of, but might actually be really conducive, or, you know, maybe they would appreciate your help in finding some office space or something, right? right. If you but even know somebody. So it's good to find out kind of what the need is, what you bring to the table, and then see if there's some overlap or ways that you can work together, just like you would, you know, in conversation with any business owner. And question for you about inclusivity, like creating a more inclusive environment to either have uh, Indigenous um, people work in your business, either as an employee or as a contractor vendor, um, but even as clients, as customers. So again, you could have like a brick and mortar business, traditional, like, you know, coffee shop, retail store, whatever that looks like, um, or an online business, service-based, product-based. What are some ways that you would approach that, like, or advise a business owner? I mean, I would really look at, if you're looking to be recruiting staff, look at, you know, are your existing staff ready to be welcoming more people? Like, mm -hmm. do they have education? Um, is there things that you can be doing to make the workplace ready to welcome more people? If you haven't had a lot of success recruiting before, it might be good to look at where are you recruiting? What are the um, job descriptions? Are there things that you put in place as filters that aren't necessarily needed? Um, and like, are there ways that you can open things up in a way that will still meet your goals? And then if you don't have a team and you don't have, like you're a solopreneur, mm -hmm. Yeah, where are you buying supplies or materials like client gifts? Um, what are the things that you use in your business where you might be able to, you know, purchase from an Indigenous business? And then looking outwardly in terms of, like, if you've got a physical location where you're welcoming people in, how are people going to know that this is a space where Indigenous people are celebrated? Right? Like, and that, you know, that might be like integrating more awesome Indigenous music into your playlist that plays in your store. Mm -hmm. That might be, you know, showcasing more Indigenous owned products or produced products or, um, you know, having them seeing themselves represented in the staff that are greeting them or the art that's hanging in your walls. You know, like there's so many different ways where you can you know, show that this is a space where Indigenous people are celebrated and that you're hoping to welcome more people. I love that. Um, I was even going to suggest while you were talking, if you're a service or an online business, maybe there's an opportunity from an affiliate program. Either you have that or uh, an Indigenous person has that and, you know, you can swap, trade, but, you know, share those aff affiliate links to support each other's businesses. That could be a really, you know, sort of easy way to do it versus worry about, like, inventory if you don't, if you don't have, like, you know, an actual physical location to um, showcase someone's products or services. So that could be an also an opportunity or a referral program as well. For sure. Yeah. In my newsletter, I usually share like what I've got going on, where I'm going to be speaking, what kinds of things that I'm working on, what I've published lately. And then I, I have a lot of sections where I talk about like, if you're looking for something to eat, these are some indigenous businesses that are, you know, food related or, you know, this is some great music or these are some great movies or television shows or really just highlighting other businesses, places to shop, places to stay. Um, and because most people who are interested in, you know, reading my newsletter are also in, interested in including Indigenous people 
um, more effectively. So I like to provide lots of options um, so that people can know what's available and find if they're looking for something that's aligned, even just to enjoy some really fun art and music that that's, you know, a way that Missed that last part. I think you had a call coming through. <laughs> Sorry. I said, no, it's, um, it's about finding ways that you can uh, learn how to integrate things. Um, and, you know, even just in, in your regular, the things you always do already, you know, you, we buy food, we listen to music, we watch TV, we, you know, travel, you know, all of those pieces, there's ways to include Indigenous businesses in those aspects. Absolutely. Okay. These are all really, I think, great tips. Plus, I think it goes back to that point that we talked about earlier about educating ourselves, right? So we can take some of the courses that you mentioned. You can check out some of the resources, the other consultants that are out there that are talking about it, but also tune into music, uh, go to festivals, go to, uh, you know, um, sorry, who's the woman that's being um, nominated for Best Actress? Lily Gladstone. And yeah, it's so cool story about Lily Gladstone. Such an amazing um, yeah, she's incredible. And she was on TV recently and was wearing my cousin the earrings my cousin made, Agnes um, Seaweed. Um, so, yeah, I'm really, really stoked. It was so neat to get to see um, Agnes's jewelry on Lily Gladstone. I was like, oh, that was a fan girl. Yeah, Sea Wisdom Design is Agnes's um, shop, and she makes really gorgeous jewelry. Oh. So it was really, really wearing it. Yeah, I'm like fingers crossed right like that's going to be such an amazing pinnacle moment not obviously for herself for winning the oscar but i think um uh it's the well, first first indigenous <laughs> woman to win best actress but i think first indigenous person to win an oscar or has there been i don't i not that's not too crazy no. I, I mean i think she was the first um indigenous person um in i believe in north america to be nominated for best actress mm -hmm. because there was an indigenous woman from mexico i believe who was previously nominated so definitely props to those who've come before yeah. um but yeah it's definitely super exciting award season to see indigenous excellence being celebrated for sure amazing so what are some things that um i think as as far as like small business owners uh I want to make sure, like, I, I'll, I'll say this the right way, to avoid doing. Like, what are the mistakes that maybe you've seen happen? And not to necessarily call out, like, specific brands mm -hmm. or anything, which I know you do, but just, yeah. you know, if there's that trepidation or that concern or that worry, what are some things that we should avoid and make sure that we don't do? Yeah, I mean, if you are doing a campaign for National Day for Truth and Reconciliation, um, I don't necessarily recommend using that as, like, a, a sale opportunity like um if you're promoting a product that you know provides for survivors or some things like or you're literally like selling orange shirts made by an indigenous maker then that would make sense but you know you don't really want to use it to sell an orange car um right. that week is yeah. usually not, not a good call um if there's opportunities to you know pass the mic to People who are, you know, having events or things that are happening that week, it's it's good awareness raising and capacity building, but it's usually not a great, great time for self-promotion. Um, and then I think if you're looking to bring in an Indigenous person to do training or speaking for your staff, ensure that they are compensated, um, 
that they know kind of what the parameters are and what to expect and that there's some level of moderation for questions and support offered check in about transportation and things that they might need to be comfortable um, and if you think that they're going to be opening with like a prayer and a song like check in about that and don't assume because not of all of us are our prayer and song people um and I, none of y'all want to hear me sing <laughs> so <laughs> no <laughs> so it's good to be super clear about what what you're hoping for so that you can have the kind of event that you're hoping right. to have because that might mean you need to bring in somebody who does the things that you're hoping will happen right and then also looking at like looking at um what kinds of observances that you celebrate within your business and as you're recruiting more indigenous people thinking about like maybe asking your indigenous staff to decorate for canada day is not necessarily going to land the way you hope some some people are super excited about canada day but for some people colonial holidays are uncomfortable mm -hmm. um, so it's good to just have open communication so that people understand that they can share about things with you in a way that's actually safe and not just like my door is always open but like literally it's okay to tell me that this is you know not something you're okay with and we can plan around it and just really thinking about like why do we do the things that we do in our business and is this is the way we've always done it and then is there room to do something different if it makes more sense i love that i want to go back to even the first suggestion about um you know uh the days leading up or the actual day of truth and reconciliation day in canada which takes place in september uh not to use that as like a sales mechanism for your business um and my thought on that is that if you are you know really following the calls to action this is something you're doing throughout the year it's not just on that reserve for that one week and it's actually not a week of like really celebration for many indigenous people in canada it's it's a week of mourning and grief and solace and introspection it's not just necessarily something you know there are a lot of cultural activities i go out to them with my kids um, it's a great opportunity to embed yourself into the community and really connect with your neighbors but it's also i think a time for reflection and you know acknowledgement of what's happened in our past and then how do we take that commitment as a step forward so i agree with you it's not necessarily maybe a week of like promoting things um however it could also be a great way like you said earlier about meeting people, going to those community events, um, listening to the podcasts that are coming out that week from Indigenous people, listening to the live sessions or the events that are going on and connecting with them and then seeing is there an opportunity to partner and exchange ideas throughout the year. For sure. And yeah, to be clear, I'm not saying don't sell because it's that week. Yeah. I'm saying don't use genocide as an anchor for sales. Um, because like, I mean, we all need to thrive. We all need to pay our bills. Yeah. We all need to... Right. So, you know, keep selling your coaching, keep selling your consulting, you know, you know, rising tides lift all boats. But but, you know, just don't don't sell under those that kind of umbrella um, and take your cues from survivors, because, you know, they're you know, I always say that, you know, the tone is more like Remembrance Day. Um, but you know, in looking at like some survivors may choose to celebrate their culture that week because it was something that was constrained um, and, and not allowed. So however that expression is, um, you know, just leaving space for that, but, you know, letting folks lead in terms of how they're wanting to spend the day and, and just respecting whatever that looks like. I love that.
So I want to invite people. Um, we're almost, uh, you know, taking up Allison's time this morning, and I really appreciate her coming in here and talking to us about reconciliation and what small business owners can do. If people have questions for Allison, please feel free to either use the question mark icon at the very bottom right-hand side of your screen or drop them in the comments. Um, we'll take those questions now, so put them in there. Um, if there's anything that you want clarification on that we've said, like just drop it in there and we'll make sure that we get back to you on it. Uh, Allison, where can people like find you? And also, what does that look like when they do find you, like as far as like working with you? What could that possibly be? For sure. Yeah. My website's alisontedford.com or you can find me at Allison Tedford here on Instagram or you can look me up Allison Tedford seaweed on LinkedIn. Um, and yeah, I provide, you know, lunch and learn opportunities or workshops speaking for companies. Uh, I've consulted on land acknowledgements and, you know, all sorts of different ways where people might be thinking like, well, could I offer a scholarship or what ways could I be partnering in welcoming more people? I'm super happy to be able to spend some time consulting on on what that could look like and what some things to keep in mind might be. Um, so those are some, some of the ways that I work with people. I also do some storytelling still in terms of annual reports. Um, this is my third year of working on RBC's annual report about their work in Indigenous communities. And this past year I worked with First Peoples Cultural Foundation on their annual report. So. Um, yeah, and also, you know, storytelling around um, initiatives uh, that are happening within Indigenous communities that you might be part of or celebrating, you know, Indigenous graduates from your programs or team members or, or basically any kind of story that celebrates Indigenous excellence. I'm super here for it um, and really, you know, grateful for the opportunity to be able to help people share those stories you know, in a good way that helps, um, you know, grow those relationships and um, and help people feel honored and celebrated um, in a way that feels good for them. Amazing. And your book. Yes, yes, please. It's the Canadian Business Owner's Guide to Reconciliation. You can find it at Chapters Indigo, on Amazon, in independent bookstores, on BC Ferries. BC Ferries. That's where BC I got mine. Ferries. Yes. I was like, my book travels more than I do. <laughs> It's very exciting. <laughs> well, the great thing about BC Ferries, too, as a side note for everyone when we're talking about education, is that they have, like, a full wall of Indigenous authors, um, primarily Canadian, but, um, like, or people that reside in Canada, but also worldwide. <laughs> um, and they will talk about any, like, they have a variety of topics on art, uh, you know, history, um, folks like Allison that are talking about ways that we can get involved and collaborating and understanding more about truth and reconciliation. So there's a wide variety. I like I take the ferry at every second week over to Vancouver Island because my partner lives there. So I'm constantly looking at the books that are there. But you can find Allison's book for sure on BC Ferries. Call it. Shout out to BC Ferries. Yeah. Um, and Allison, you mentioned about land acknowledgement, and that's part of your freebie today. For everyone that's tuning in, after our session today, you'll find some highlights about uh, the conversation that Allison and I have had. And as well, I'll share Allison's freebie, which is. Yeah. yeah, so I put together a one pager with information for people who have questions about land acknowledgement. Um, like, what should it include, or who should be doing it, or why do we do oh. it, or. If it gets to a point where it seems like it's performative, do we like stop or what do we do about that? So, and where are some ways we can learn more? So 
Um, it's, yeah, it's a kind of brief one pager with some information to hopefully help you reflect on kind of what the practice looks like in your business and where, where it might lead. I mean, I'm very lucky to get to work, do the work that I do on, on the Matsqui and Semeth First Nations territories. And my, my office is actually on Semeth Reserve. So I'm really, really fortunate, but yeah, I'm, I was super excited to get to pull that together because it's something that my grandpa has always really encouraged me about, you know, even in terms of us as, as First Nations people acknowledging the territories because, I mean, we're from the north of Vancouver Island, so we're visitors here right. as well. So um, something that's really important to us, and I hope it helps people make that meaningful within their own businesses. And maybe, I mean, because people will have a chance to take a look at the freebie, would you mind just sort of giving us an any reason why? Because um, you mentioned, like, even for Indigenous people, say, in Canada, um, because of reserves and history, some of them have been moved to other parts of Canada that they didn't originate from, not necessarily where they grew up, but, you know, now they've made that their home. Um, why do we do land acknowledgements? What's the, like, the essence and the purpose and of that? It's a way of showing respect to the people of the land, and it's also a way of situating ourselves and just remembering mm -hmm. you know that we're here to gather and and do this work um you know on some in somebody else's territories and just acknowledging that you know we're guests here and that we should be reflecting on you know how the work that we do honors the people of the land if we're going to say that we're going to take the time to say that this is you know their territories how does that you know respect friendship relationality reflect in what we're doing. Are we doing things that are helpful or harmful? And really saying that if we value those relationships and we wanna recognize them, how are we taking care of the land in our business? Are we operating in a way that's sustainable? Are we taking care of the earth in the way that we're doing our work? You know, if we say we care about these territories, how are we helping um, protect and sustain them as we spend time here? I love that. And I, you know, I take it as if you were invited to be a guest in someone's home. Yeah. You know, it's like, you know, are you like lounging around and throwing garbage everywhere and like not washing the dishes and, you know, not wiping the sink out, you know, after you've crushed your teeth. It's like, no, like if you're a guest in someone else's house, you're taking care of it. And maybe even more so than you would your own home. So I think that's how I sort of look at a land acknowledgement is the acknowledgement that you've been invited here. Um, and and to honor that so amazing yeah so Allison, thank you so much for being on here today it's always a joy and a pleasure to connect with you i feel like this is almost now becoming a bit of an annual event with us somehow cross-sectioning cross over i love the fact that you um came into the virtual summit for those of you that are still here joining us live uh again sort of like logistics is um i'll be sharing uh, highlights of the conversation I had with Allison today on my stories so you can tune in there and get um, some of those little snippets and goodies and also uh, Allison's freebie will be posted there and then in a couple of weeks stay tuned because the audio from this session will be put on my podcast um, I'll share it with Allison she can share it with her community through emails through social media I can do that with mine so there's another way that you can also hear the full session if you ended up coming in for part way through Allison, any parting words for folks um, before we sign off and let you go on with your day? Um, I just encourage you that, you know, making changes in the way, like in learning new things and exploring new relationships can be, you know, maybe intimidating a little bit, 
you know, anxiety inducing or, you know, but I, I just encourage you that if, you know, you're, a, you're an entrepreneur, you know, you're, you're already used to trying new things and starting something, building something, growing something, right? You're, you're definitely qualified to be embarking on this new path because, you know, this is, you're already, you're already starting something, creating something. So I just encourage you to believe in yourself and to, you know, reach out and make connections and, and relationships and, and find ways that you can work together and, and, you know, build a community of people who share your values in terms of wanting to make life better. And I think that's something that we can use to bridge, um, you know, differences of experience. Amazing. Well said. Thank you so much for being on today. Good luck with your graduate studies. Thank you so uh, much. When, Sorry, what was that? You finished? When's uh, your end date? Uh, it's supposed to be around oh. Christmas time. It's a four semester project based program. So I just finished my oh. first semester. I got an A minus and an A plus, which I'm super stoked about. Um, and cool. yeah, so three more semesters to go. <laughs> well, good luck. Uh, and uh, we'll be in touch and uh, have a good rest of your day. Thanks again. Thank you. Thank you. Take care. Bye, everyone.